rules the soul the soul descends to the level of amara which is carnal desires the holy quran says that your greatest enemy within you is your nafs amara and no one can escape it unless allah shows his mercy towards this person the chapter 12 verse 53 of the holy quran says yet i do not absolve my own carnal soul for the carnal soul indeed prompts men to evil except in as much as my lord has mercy indeed my lord is all forgiving all merciful there is always an ongoing war within my existence the war to drag me down to the amara that is carnal level or raise me to the level of mutmainna which is being content it's a war between haq and batil it's a war between truth and false between aql and the rest of the three faculties it's not a war between the body and the soul the body is a slave it obeys what the soul commands it all boils down to who is ruling your soul one might claim that it's the aql that rules my soul however how do we verify which of the four faculties is ruling our soul allah subhanahu wa taala has set a very simple yardstick to measure it's the actions of the person that will determine if they are the followers of truth or falsehood whether the intellect is ruling our soul or the other faculties chapter 15 verse 92 and 93 says by your lord we will question then we will question them all concerning what they used to do so it's the actions that shows what we are and what rules our soul if our actions are in sync with our claim that we are on haq then we would be the fallacious ones and if it is the otherwise then we would be the wretched ones the weighing of deeds on the day is a truth as for those whose deeds weigh heavy in the scales it is they who are the fallacious one chapter 7 verse number 8 so the most essential question here is who wins the war is it i or me if i win the war me loses it and vice versa let me put it this way which level of my soul wins the war the carnal level or the content level the amara level or the mutmainna level if the carnal level wins the wins the war then i'm doomed for eternity however if the content level if the content level wins the war then i am the fallacious one for the eternity so do i have a say in it can i decide who wins the war absolutely yes it reminds me of the blind mother and her four children a blind woman gives birth to four children bringing up four children is a challenging ta- challenging task and bringing up four children when you are blind is a herculean task she could not have abandoned her children after all she was the mother hence she would set out every morning looking for simple chores in the neighborhood she would wash clothes or utensils at people's houses and earn a penny or two 
With that little income, she used to buy some bread and head back home to feed her kids. She would sit them up in a line opposite to her and would feed them in a sequence, one bite per person, and then begin the second round. Years passed and the kids grew up, healthy and strong. She then tells them, I have grown old and weak now and you are all grown up. You must look for a job and earn some money and take care of me, the way I used to take care of you when you were little children. The young lads set out in search of a job. Each of them find a good job and starts earning well. However, instead of returning home, they choose to settle down in their respective towns. The old mother grows weak and ill, waiting for her children to return and take care of her. After waiting for a week with no one to feed her or take care of her, she calls out for help. Is anyone there? Is there anyone who can help me? She hears a faint, feeble voice. Yes, mother, I am here, but I am too weak to help you. I wish to help you, but I can barely move. I can barely breathe. The blind mother immediately recognizes the voice, that it's the fourth child. She inquires about his condition. What happened to you, my son? How did you end up like this? He then narrates what went by in the last 15 years. Oh mother, you are the most loving and caring one. You have struggled through your life to give us comfort. You have sacrificed all you had to bring us up. You tried to feed us justly and equally. However, mother, since you are blind and you couldn't see, the other three sons ate my share of food. They all teamed up against me and every time you would bring forth a piece of bread as my share, they would cover my mouth and one of them would take the bite from your hand. Over the time, I grew weaker and weaker, so much so that I couldn't defend myself anymore, and they grew stronger and stronger. Today, they have abandoned you for their own pleasure and joy, and I am here still with you. Though I wish to help you, I have no energy left to help you. Oh, mother, I love you more than I can say, and I can sacrifice my life, my life for you, and it pains me to see you in this state. However, I am helpless. Think about it. Whose fault is it? Who is responsible for the miserable state of the mother and the son? Clearly, we would like to blame the other three sons, and truly they are the primary reason for it. However, to some extent, the mother is also responsible, since she just kept feeding the wrong kids blindly, presuming that she is following the order and justice. This is our story, the story of me and my faculties, the story of me and my aql, ghazab, shahwat and waham. It is me who decides which faculty rules my soul, based on whom I feed more. If I feed waham more, it rules my soul. If I feed ghazab more, it rules my soul. If I feed shahwat more, then it takes over my soul. And if I feed my aql, then it rules my soul. Unfortunately, I feel that I am being just by feeding the right fi faculty with enough dosage. However, unknowingly, I am feeding the wrong faculties, strengthening them against Akl, such that when I at most need help from Akl, it has become weak and powerless. It cannot guide me anymore. Why? Because we fed our desires and allowed them to rule our Akl, to overpower our Akl. Holy Quran in chapter 28 verse 50 says, Know that they only follow their desires. And who is more astray than him who follow his desires without any guidance from Allah? Indeed, Allah does not guide the wrongdoing lot. 
However, if I would have been careful and made sure that I do not overfeed the other faculties, instead would have kept them under check with the help of Akl, then I would have been in a much better place today. Chapter 79 verse 34 to 41 in the Holy Quran says, When the greatest catastrophe befalls, the day when man will remember his, his endeavors and help and hell is brought into view for those who can see. As for him who has been rebellious and preferred the life of this world, his refuge will indeed be hell. But as for him who is, who is awed to stand before his Lord and restrains his soul from following desires, his refuge will indeed be paradise. Again, the choice lies with me. Who do I want to win? The carnal desires or the rational intellect? Holy Quran in chapter 8 verse 22 says, Indeed the worst of beasts in Allah's sight are the deaf and the dumb who do not exercise their reason. Let's choose now who wins the war. Amara or Mutmainna? Carnal desires or rational intellect? Holy Quran in chapter 87 verse 14 says, Felicitious is he who purifies himself. Kad aflaha man This brings us to the end of this book. I hope you all benefited from this book and I hope you learned some very important concept of our Islamic philosophy about the Islamic ethics that is ilme akhlaq where we talk about soul and its faculties and how the faculties fight among each other to rule the soul and how we play an active role in helping them grow stronger against each other and deciding which one rules our soul so that we become the true followers of Ahlul Bayt salam, or we become the followers of our carnal desires. I hope you all benefited from this. Please remember us in your prayers. Until next book, Iltimas-e-Dua, Khuda Hafiz.